All right, folks, welcome into the Orange Brown Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jared Mueller. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller. More importantly, you can get a hold of the everything the OBR at the OBR or at the OBR.com, part of 24-7 Sports and the CBS Sports Network. I appreciate everyone. We are almost there, folks. It is almost the NFL draft. It feels like it is drug on forever this year, hasn't it? And and there's lots of reasons for that and lots of life reasons and just uh, calendar and no combine and just a lot of reasons for that. But we are coming around the bend. And if you haven't uh, seen uh, my whispering announcement on Twitter, I will actually be credentialed to cover the draft and we'll be in Cleveland as a credentialed media member covering the draft, what that means, we will find out when we get there. Uh, but I'll try to bring you as much as I can to the OBR, whether it's here on the podcast, on the site, on our Twitter accounts, YouTube, whatever it is, we are going to try to make sure you have all the information you need. Specifically, I want to let you know that you don't need to watch anything else except our YouTube channel. On Thursday night, Thursday night, Jake and Steven are going to kind of lead the way. Uh, Fred and myself will be covering it. Uh, we'll be together or wherever we are together in the media room uh, for the draft. Um, we'll have people coming in and out, whether that is Johnny or Brad or uh, Lane, Barry, uh, Fred and myself, obviously, uh, Cody. Uh, goodness, I know I missed somebody there, but uh, anyways, you don't have to watch anything. You can just watch us talking about every pick. We'll let you know. We're going to have a scroller thing that goes on, you know, like they do on any other network, but we're going to talk about what do we think about the picks, what the OBR folks think it affects the Browns, affects whether it's AFC North, um, people that will compete with possibly for AFC championship game type of things, maybe future opponents this year that the pick might directly affect the Browns, or obviously how this player now being off the board could mean another player is available to the Browns, but that one isn't, and all of that kind of stuff. So if, if you don't want to listen to every sad story possible, which I feel like they did the last five or so years and just want to know how it affects your Cleveland Browns. The OBR has got you covered on YouTube. We'll have you covered on the site as well as any other place we can. So again, at the OBR.com, I'm sorry, at the OBR on Twitter, the OBR.com, the OBR film, I'm sorry, the OBR YouTube channel. We're all over the place. Get on, get in, let's get going. Before I get into today's conversation about who we're going to trade up with, and I jokingly say that, assuming there's a trade up, but who the Browns could trade up with and who they might be trading up for. First, let's pause for a word from our sponsors. So as always, folks, please support those who support us, right? Blue Wire Podcast Network, uh, 24-7 Sports, CBS Sports, all of our sponsors. Please support those who support us. Go to the websites, click the links, do whatever it takes. Please continue to support those people that support us. We appreciate it. We appreciate all the love. I can just be honest with you. We continue at the OBR to just hear how you appreciate what we have brought you. You know, we've, we've done the weeks, so we focused on wide receivers uh, this week going into next week. You know, prior to that, you know, we've, we've kind of 
focused in on positions, started that during free agency. Uh, Jake and Barry really kind of led the way on kind of creating that plan. Uh, But it's been great to hear how all of you have really responded to the in-depth analysis, the regular updates, the regular quality articles that you can get on the site. And so just really good to hear all of that feedback from all of you. So today's conversation is is an interesting one. It's one that I feel like we need to have. And, and in some ways, we're going to have it both here on the podcast, but also uh, we're going to have a little bit of a roundtable article looking at not just what Jared thinks, but looking at what many of the guys on the team think about a possible trade up, who they would be looking at and all that kind of stuff. Now, the article we're going to focus on if the Browns had the first pick, right, because that's where um, that's kind of where that conversation starts last year and the years before uh, I've kind of written those articles looking at who would the Browns draft if they had the number one overall pick and for so many years it was obviously a quarterback there's very few times that that wasn't true but last year it was you know it's been different players since we feel really comfortable or some level of comfort with Baker Mayfield right so it'd have been really nice to get a Chase Young to go across from Miles Garrett like that kind of thing this year it's a really interesting conversation and that's one I want to hold off for with the with the rest of the folks with our roundtable on the OBR uh, which should be coming out either today Sunday I'm recording this Saturday night uh, today's Sunday or uh, early next week just kind of talking about what that could look like if the Browns had the number one overall pick what would they do Obviously, the answer is trade down, but uh, we actually pulled that off the board just to focus on who would be that player and then what would the staff be willing to give up to get up to that player to get them. So, But tonight we're going to talk about, well, tonight, Sunday morning for you, we're going to talk about the types of players that uh, and the teams that the Browns could be looking at trading down. Now, I'm trading up, I'm sorry. The teams would be trading down. The Browns would be trading up. That's where this is getting confusing in my tired Saturday night brain. So very clearly at 26, the Browns could literally trade down with anybody because the second round, they're not far from it. So everybody at the top half of the second round is a possible trade down partner, as are the teams below them between pick 26 and 32 in the first round and, and so on and so forth, right? The Browns really do have that flexibility. And you heard that from Andrew Barry, that they, they want to think long term with their draft picks. And I think that's a smart way of going about it. Now, could it be smoke? Who knows, right? But so they could really trade down with anybody, but trading up is a far different conversation, right? Um, because of where teams are in their builds, where, you know, who the Browns would trade with, what those teams are trying to accomplish, all of that kind of stuff. We can kind of walk our way through who could be trade up partners. So, Where that starts is after the first six picks. And here's why I say that. The Jaguars are taking Trevor Lawrence. The Jets are taking Zach Wilson. The 49ers are taking a quarterback, right? The Jags or the Jets would have traded down with San Francisco if they weren't locked into who they wanted. Very clearly, it seems like that's Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. And the 49ers wouldn't have given up all that they gave up to go up for a non-quarterback. So the first three picks are kind of taken care of. Pick number four, the Atlanta Falcons are in an interesting position. They have the opportunity to either draft their quarterback of the future, to plan for time after Matt Ryan. And remember, 
their their coach and their GM, Fontenot and um, Arthur Smith, are new. So these are guys looking to their future. This isn't a veteran staff that's been around for a while. This is their first chance at GM and head coach, and the odds are they don't plan on drafting number four in the future. Now, at number four, it seems likely... If they're going to trade down, they're not going to trade down very far. So for the Falcons, they really have three options. Take a quarterback, take the best player in the draft at number four, or trade down for someone who wants to either draft the quarterback or draft the best player in the draft available at number four. But the Falcons likely are not looking to trade down a significant way because either they need a quarterback or they're not going to be drafting this high in the future, so they want to get that impact player. The Browns are not going to trade with the Bengals, uh, unlikely. Um, And the Bengals really need to do something around Joe Burrow, again, whether that's offensive line or that is a wide receiver. And then when you look at the Miami Dolphins, the Dolphins already traded back up, right? So they were down to 12, or they, yeah, they were down to 12, which was a San Francisco pick when they traded down from three. They already traded back up to six. Odds are pretty low unless they get bowled over with an offer after giving up a number one to get up from, go from 12 back up to six that they're looking to trade down. They probably have a pretty good idea of what they want to do there with the six pick. That brings us to the Detroit Lions at the number seven pick. They are the first team now, 26 to seven. That's a long way, folks. It's a long, long way to come, right? That's a lot of picks, right? So I'm not going to pull out the Jimmy Johnson trade chart. I just, not that that's not valuable, but for tonight's conversation, it's one of those things that just isn't as important. But if you wanted to think about 26 to 7, you're talking about next year's first, this year's second, and this year's third, and and maybe another first or second. I mean, it's it's a lot, right? And maybe some players that go along with it. It's a lot to get up to number seven. Number eight, Carolina Panthers, same thing. The, the Lions are rebuilding. They're in the first year of the, their rebuild with Dan Campbell biting off some knees. The Panthers are in year number two with Matt Rule. They just got Sam Darnold. I would say that's probably a little bit unlikely of that big of a drop for Carolina where Detroit is really tore, tear down, rebuild. Carolina kind of has gone through that process a little bit and trading for Sam Darnold is a sign they want to continue to move forward. So if they trade down, it's going to be a smaller kind of trade down. The Denver Broncos and the Browns don't seem like trade down partners. Uh, Denver is probably looking for a quarterback or to figure out if Drew Locke works by getting the best player they can to go with him or to go on their defense and make a run this year see what happens and then if they are not very good again go after a quarterback next year the Dallas Cowboys uh Jerry Jones is not trading down Jerry Jones wants to trade up that's just the way it is uh Dave Gettleman hasn't traded down uh ever that 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 dude has had control of draft after draft after draft in a variety of places. He's never traded down, and he basically feels like everybody tries to fleece him when they try to trade down or trade up to him to get him to trade down, which tells you he basically wants the house just to move down a few picks. So he's not moving out of 11. That brings us to 12. So, so far, literally pick seven, the Detroit Lions, which would cost a crap ton. And now we're on to pick 12. The Philadelphia Eagles are in rebuild mode. So pick 12 is a place that we could see the Browns wanting to trade up from or trade up to. Uh, 
Obviously, there's a relationship between Andrew Barry and Howie Roseman. It was only one year, but they've had a relationship before that. Roseman brought him in to do some big-time work, so it's not as if Roseman didn't trust him, didn't believe him, in, believe in him and all that kind of stuff. But again, 26 to 12 is a decent-sized jump, right? So depending on how they structure it, is that uh, next year's first plus you know, a third this year and a fourth? Is that, you know, next year's first and this year's second, you know, whatever, what does it look like to, to move from 26 to 12? It seems still like it's going to be a big jump. San Diego is another place that there is a relationship, but unlikely to be a trade up partner as San Diego wants to build around Justin Herbert. Again, they are in year two of that process instead of year one. Uh, so you look at them at 13, even though Tom Telesco gave Andrew Barry his first job in the NFL when he was, I don't know, really young is all I know. Based on how young he is right now, he was very young. Barry started with Tom Telesco. Uh, he was with the Colts, then with the Browns, then with the Eagles, back to the Browns. So he was really young when Telesco gave him his first job in the NFL. So 12 uh Roseman, there's a relationship. 13, San Diego, there's a, sorry, the Chargers, there's a relationship with Tom Telesco, but it doesn't seem as likely. 14 is an interesting place. The Vikings with Kirk Cousins, they need a decent amount of players and they need them to be a little cheaper than they currently are. Uh, and so it, there is a place that you could see the Browns. Obviously there's a relationship there between Kevin Stefanski and Minnesota and all the years he was there. But, it'll, but the Vikings are not at a place where um, they want to be competitive, but maybe their roster isn't. So it'll just be interesting to see which direction they want to go or if they just want to stay stand pat to get their player. Patriots, I don't see them moving down given all the kind of win-now moves that they made. The Cardinals are not trading down, most likely. Again, when I say trading down, I only mean to the Browns at 26. Could any of these teams trade down to 17, 18, 19? Maybe, right? Like we're not talking, but to all the way to 26, especially when most teams are probably going to have in their tiers, they probably have two or three or four players at the top tier and then another 10 or so players in their next tier or something in that nature. So the top 15 or 16 picks are significantly different than kind of those next picks, right? So again, Cardinals, no. Raiders, no. Dolphins, maybe. Now, again, they've already made some moves. They already have an extra pick. They have two this year. I mean, they've got picks all over the place. So getting more picks, they've got a lot already. They're a team that was a game away uh, for making the playoffs last year. So I think it'll be tough for them to continue to trade down. I don't know if they would want to do that um, as they've already kind of stockpiled. Now's the time for them to take advantage of having the number six pick and the number 18 pick. There's a small chance there. And then we get to 19 with the Washington football team. They are a team that doesn't have a lot of picks. So they're a team that could make sense. They're also really kind of restarting, refiguring out uh, what that looks like. But they're, you know, they may want some extra picks. Um, you know, right now they do have, sorry, I was mistaken on that. They do have picks, but um, from 163, they wait all the way in 244. So there's a miss there. They do have two uh, third round picks that could be helpful to them. But 19 could be a place that the Browns could trade up as Washington tries to figure out what that team is going to look like, maybe get some future assets in case everything doesn't work out the way they want with Ryan Fitzmagic and 
Taylor Heineke, I believe, uh, is his last name. So 19. So, so far, we're talking about pick 7, pick 12, and pick 19. Because pick 20, the Bears, I mean, they, they're in their last year with with their pace, naggy, setup, GM, head coach. Trading down doesn't seem to make a lot of sense for them. They may even want to trade up to figure that out. The Colts, Ballard's always going to want more picks, but we're already at pick 21, folks, right? And Colts and Titans are looking for to compete with the Browns, right? That's a team they want to compete with. So they're not going to kind of get suckered. They're not going to get a good deal out of those two. Now they still could, but at picks 21 and 22, all of a sudden you're not talking about big trade-ups and you're also not talking about uh, major, major moves. You're not talking about major, major players, right? 23 is the Jets. The Jets could trade back. Uh, Douglas should be wanting uh, as many players as possible to go along with Robert Sala, but their free agency showed a team that wants to compete right now with Zach Wilson. So is there an offensive lineman or a weapon there that they want to help out with that quarterback they just drafted? Then you have the Steelers at 24. That's not likely to happen. It can. And then the Jaguars at 25. So when we really look at trade up teams, in a lot of ways, you are talking about a huge trade up to seven, a pretty big trade up to 12, the chance of a trade up to 19, and then maybe some little trades if the Jets or the Jags, you know, move a very small amount, including just one pick. You're not talking about a lot of teams that seem to make a lot of sense. But if the Browns were to try to make a move up to 7, to 12, or to 19, who could those players be that they would be targeting? Before we get going, since we do have those three picks, I do want to do a quick, and I'm using the Draft Network, I decided to do a real quick look at what it could cost using their formulas and all that stuff. And again, those are imperfect, uh, but those are my my folks. Uh, love a lot of those people I've met, had food with at the Combine, all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to use them. Looking at getting up to seven, we're looking at the Browns trading 26, 91, 110. So that's first, third, and fourth and next year's first round pick. That's the version of that uh, that I that I was able to do. The other version that they allowed, which I wouldn't do, but would be f- their first, second, third, third, and fourth picks, fourth round picks. So basically all of the first half of their draft, leaving them with only picks 132, 169, and 211. That's not going to happen. But so again, 26, 91, 110, and next year's first to get all the way up to seven. When we get to 12... Things get a little smoother. Uh, so in, at 12, to go up 14 picks, it could be a third and a fourth plus next year's second. It could be both thirds and a fourth, so keeping that second and keeping next year's second. Uh, so a little bit more of a flexibility, right, to go up 14 spots, a third, a fourth, and next year's second, which the Eagles might want, you know, extra picks, you know, all that kind of stuff. But to go up 14 spots up to 12, it's a little easier, right? It goes from a first to a second round pick next year. Like that's a very helpful thing. That's a big drop from trying to get up to number seven for the Browns to get up to number 12. That would leave them this year to have number 12, their second, a third, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth, and then giving up their only second round pick next year at this point in time. And then to get up to 19, 
at least according to the draft network, it's going to be a lot cheaper right now. They are actually uh, looks like offer would be accepted for just a third round pick. I think it would cost a little bit more than that to go up seven uh, picks, but a third round pick and maybe something next year, depending on what Washington's looking at, uh, maybe the extra third and the extra fourth that they have. So 91 and 132, uh, which would still leave the Browns with a full draft, right? If they trade, they have an extra third and extra fourth. They wouldn't have a seventh round pick, but whatever. Um, but they would have they would get have picked 19, 59, 89, 110, 169 and 211. So that one that would make a little bit more sense. Again, that could be instead of, you know, a fourth round, it could be a third and a fifth, it could be a third and something next year. But just to give you kind of the dynamics, there's a huge drop from 12 to 19, a pretty significant drop from 7 to 12 just based on you know, first to second round pick next year is a pretty big drop. So just to give you kind of a feel, obviously much cheaper to get up to 19, uh, really expensive to get up to seven. And then somewhere in between is that 12th pick. So the question still, uh, because I kind of sidetracked the question still is what players would lead the Browns to making those kind of trades. So let's start with the seventh pick. So we're talking about a really talented player, right? So uh, I'm using the draft network right now just because it's really helpful in my process. Um, They have four quarterbacks off the board, one through four, Penny Sewell and Jalen Waddell. So that means who many people say is the best player or the second best player in this draft, Kyle Pitts, the tight end slash wide receiver, is available here at seven. So to get a weapon that can do multiple things, is dynamic, is something that people just just are wowed by, the Browns would have to give up a future first-round pick and picks this year, right? Third, third, fourth, something like that to move all the way up to number seven. But with Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase available, wide receiver out of the LSU, again, a a player many think is the top wide receiver on the board. The Browns could trade up for two very, very significant weapons, right? Two players that there's no way they would have the ability. There's no assumption that as a prospect down at 26, they're even sniffing the same area. Now, again, it's important to realize we're talking about as prospects, prospects and players. That is a whole different conversation. We don't know. We never know. We cannot predict cleanly that a prospects becomes a player. But as prospects, Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase are seen as elite players, game-changing kind of players. For the Browns, that's on the offensive side of the ball. But the offensive side of the ball is, is the side of the ball that could be in transition. We all know what's going on with Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry and their contracts, Odell Beckham Jr.'s health. David Njoku is scheduled to be a free agent at the end of this year currently. Uh, and then Austin Hooper has an out in his contract coming up pretty soon. And we don't really know what Harrison Bryan is. Steven Carlson is, is just a guy at some level. So Kyle Pitts, who can split out, who can play... Uh, in line. He can do a lot of different things. Would give the Browns a dynamic player. Now, I would say most likely that would lead to a trade of David Njoku, but maybe that's included in this package. Whatever it is, but remember that Njoku is getting paid pretty well, so teams are unlikely to fork over anything more than like a fifth round pick for him at this point in time, given his contract, uh, how big it is and that he, you know, he's not extended for any amount of time, but at seven, the big trade up Kyle Pitts, Jamar chase, 
maybe one of the cornerbacks, but we're going to get to them at number 12. So now here at 12 with the Philadelphia Eagles, remember this was a lesser trade, right? So that third, that fourth, and that second round pick next year was kind of what we were looking at. Again, those are just kind of spitballing ideas. But with the 12th pick, so after seven, which was Jamar Chase, somehow they still have Kyle Pitts here, and I think something's wrong with the system right now. But let's just assume he'd be gone too. So Jamar Chase, Patrick Sertan, another quarterback, Mac Jones. 10 is J.C. Horn. 11 is Devontae Smith. So here at 12, Devontae Smith could be a type of player that the Browns could be looking at as a trade-up, but he is gone. Obviously, J.C. Horn, which we mentioned. And what about Patrick Sertain, right? So Sertain's off the board, J.C. Horn's off the board. But those are two guys that either at 7 or 12 could be players, right? We don't know about Greedy Williams. The Browns do, right? That's the key. The Browns know all about Greedy Williams and his health. But for everybody, J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertain, across from Denzel Ward with Troy Hill on the inside, those three safeties, the defensive line they put together is automatically like, boom, that defense is now complete. And then whatever Greedy Williams can give you as that fourth corner, you're going to need four corners. So that's great. That's wonderful. But again, is it worth a third, a fourth, a second round pick next year, whatever it would cost to get up to 12 in this edition? Neither are available. No Sertain, no J.C. Horn, no Devontae Smith. So then you're looking at, well, what about Micah Parsons, the linebacker? Listen, off the field stuff, I don't think he's on their board. I also don't, I think he's really athletic, but I don't think he's actually that good at coverage. I think people think he's good at coverage. So then you're talking about someone like Jalen Phillips, right? That's the kind of that, that next tier to move all the way up to 12 for a guy who you just don't know. Right, you don't know what his medicals are. You don't know what that looks like for him. Uh, it could be Jeremiah Wusakoromoa, JOK, right? The linebacker slash safety slash kind of do it all guy. It could be Quiddy Pay, uh, the the guy from that school up north from Michigan. Um, really athletic guy, strength, speed could be that long-term guy across from Miles Garrett. That's the kind of player you're looking at with number twelve, and I think. Of all of them, and it could be Christian Barmore as well. We don't know what the NFL thinks about him, so it could be that kind of player. Um, we don't think like Aziz Ojolari would be someone they would trade that far up for. So up to 12, you're talking about maybe a linebacker, maybe an interior defensive lineman, and maybe Jalen Phillips. If both Horn and Sertain are off the board. Or how the Browns feel about Caleb Farley's medicals, right? Farley, as everyone knows, two major back surgeries, supposedly cleared. But what do the Browns actually think about Caleb Farley there at 12? Is he the guy if Sertain and Horn are off the board? And given his medicals, similar to Jalen Phillips, different medical issues, but similar to Jalen Phillips, is he the guy? that they're willing to trade up, trade next year, second, and whatever this year, third, fourth, whatever that they have to give up. Is he worth that risk? Is he worth it getting all the way up to number 12? And then here at 19 with the Washington uh, football team, similar conversation, right? But we just have to look at who's off the board. Uh, 12, Caleb Farley, offensive tackle, Rashawn Slater, uh, another offensive lineman, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, Micah Parson goes 15 to, 
to the Patriots. Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver, who I obviously very much like, wrote an article comparing Rashad Bateman Rashad Bateman to Allen Robinson this weekend. Check that out, theobr.com. Christian Barmore is off the board to the Raiders there at 17. And then Zaven Collins, the linebacker slash edge player, to the Dolphins at 18. So still here at 19, we are looking at Jalen Phillips. So we're looking at Jeremiah Wusakwaramoa. We're looking at Quiddy Pay. We're looking at Aziza Jojolari. We are looking at possibility of cornerback Greg Newsom. Right, so now maybe even Jamin Davis, depending on how the Browns like him. Jason Owe out of Penn State fits without the production, so that might be a tough one. Elijah Moore, uh, wide receiver, could be someone to trade up to 19. So you're talking about moving up seven spots. Based on what the Draft Network allowed us to do, that would be a third-round pick, maybe a third and a fifth, something like that. So you're not talking about as as much of a give-up, a, a lot less but now, as you look at who's in front of the Browns, here's where Andrew Barry's looking at the, the Colts, the Titans, the Steelers, and even maybe even the Jets, depending on how they believe about the one-year turnaround that Robert Salah could do. And all of a sudden, you're like, is there a guy, right? Are they looking at Jalen Phillips in, in Indy? Does Tennessee look at Jalen Phillips or Quiddy Pay, either one of those two, uh, in Indy or in Tennessee? Tennessee looking to replace Jadavion Clowney and, and you know, finally get some kind of pass rush uh, is JOK the Steelers uh, replacement for Ryan Shazier are they going to go another linebacker after drafting uh, one early uh, with Devin Bush trading up to get him a, uh, a little bit ago two years ago now I think at this point in time uh, you know do the Jets who is there a player there that the Browns want that that one of these at least three right I don't think the Steelers are going to be very good but it's possible and and they're kind of one of those like you just don't rule them out until they're out right so is here where the Browns look at 19 and or even 23 in front of at least the Steelers but 19 gets them in front of the Colts gets them in front of the Titans gets them in front of the Steelers Right. And for a third round pick or next year, second, whatever, however that all works out, right? The value is still going to be there. They're going to be giving up a starting level player, right? That's what a third round pick should be. It's definitely what a second round pick should be. They're going to be giving up a starting level player, but is it worth it to make sure that the Colts, Titans, or Steelers don't get their guy? Again, whether that's Jalen Phillips, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, that's Quiddy Pay, that's Aziz Ojolari. If Caleb Farley starts falling down the board because of his medicals, Christian Barmore, uh, Rashad, Rashad Bateman, all of those things. But again, just trying to look at some of those players. The thing about all those players as well in 19 is now that uh, the Baltimore Ravens have picked 27 and 31. So do they get a little bit more aggressive as well, looking that in front of them is not only the Colts, Titans, Steelers, and Browns, right? They have the Browns added. So because they have the 27th or 31st pick, do they get a little bit more aggressive to try to get one of those guys? Again, like a Bateman, they lost a lot of pass rush this offseason. So are they looking at a, a Jalen Phillips, a Quiddy Pay? Uh, away, you know, like any of those kind of guys. So that's where we're looking when, when we look at the Browns trading up significant trades up, right? Like again, they could go three picks up to the jets. They could go one pick up to the Jags for whatever reason that happens at times to make sure you get your guy. But we're really looking at seven is the big trade up, right? I think that the lions are the first 
big trade-up. Now, could the Falcons? Sure. Just doesn't seem as likely. But 7 is the big trade-up. 12 to the Eagles. 19 to Washington. Those are the three trade-ups. We talked about players at each of those positions and the value of those trade-ups. As you look at the board, as you look at what you think the Browns need and what the Browns should do, where are you? Again, get a hold of us at Jared K. Mueller on Twitter or at the OBR. Come read all of our work at, not at from like at Twitter, but at theobr.com. All right, check us all out. Um, get on our Facebook page, YouTube channel. Again, Thursday night, Jake and Steven are really going to lead the way. Fred and I will be credentialed in the media room. Um, and then we're going to have everybody on to the YouTube channel as often as possible, as much as possible. So make sure you're following along theobr.com at the OBR. I'm Jared Mueller. I am your host. I will see you in Cleveland. Probably going to see you here on this podcast once or twice going in to the NFL draft. Appreciate all your time. Appreciate you sticking with us. And as always, please take care of yourself, take care of others and go Browns.